When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. There's already people fighting in the comments. We've literally just started. Hello, everybody. Welcome along um, in match reaction uh, on the Rangers Rabble um, podcast. No Barton one, Rangers four. Um, we're comfortably through to the fifth round of the Scottish Cup. The draw will be made um, tomorrow. Uh, guys, Craig Davey, hello. Welcome back. Hello, everybody watching. Please like and subscribe and all that good stuff if you're on YouTube and the rest on the other. So I don't know why I'm rushing to get in to talk about this game because I missed half of it. Um, not not through my fault or my internet's fault or the TV's fault. No, because somebody didn't bring a cloth to wipe a camera. So I missed I missed half the game. So I apologise to everybody watching if I get some stuff wrong here. Um, David, we won. No injuries. Apart from one, which didn't happen in Dumbarton, but we'll talk about that in a wee minute. Um, job done. Job done is about as positive as you can be about that. As you say, it was a hard watch on the telly, uh, not least because uh, who the pundits and commentary team was, never mind the camera lens. So it was just an enduring 90 minutes all in, but... You know, we're on the road to towards the final now. That was the first one in the bag, so we just need to keep progressing. Um, the kind of things that we spoke about um, uh, pre-match all came to fruition. Dessers, the enigma that he can be, you know, chances that he always gets chances, and then, you know, he'll, he'll inevitably, you know, put one away the minute everybody's on his back, and then conceding another set-piece goal, you know, as I'm sure we'll come on to analyse in, in, in greater detail, but um, it's a win, and, and that's as positive as we can be. I mean, you say analyse in greater detail, I think you're giving us slightly too much credit, by the way. 
don't think we've ever analysed anything on the rabble in, in great detail, otherwise it wouldn't be called the rabble. Uh, Craig, what's your thoughts then before we delve into and, and overanalyse the performance? What's your, what's your thoughts on that 90-plus uh, minute? On the whole, it was a bit of a slog. I think I commented after about 15 minutes that it felt like the game had been an error, an error already. Um, it didn't seem like it had been 15 minutes. And um, if we had a striker who could put at least half of his chances away, we'd probably been four or five up at half-time. Um, although I was expecting his uh, his overhead kick to go in the top corner, the sort of half that he'd had. Um, yeah, it was just one of those that, like I said before the game, get through, get a few goals. But ultimately, the, the, the big thing is all being well, get through with no injuries. We're going to come back to this, right? And... Nicholas Stubborn, Alan McCoy's missed plenty of the rest of his history. This is different. This is different. We'll come back to that, but we'll just start with us, right? Because there's a few people comment. And I don't know if Venom's seen the seen the news yet, but he's seen Seema coming home will push us signing another striker. Even more. Oh no, sorry, I have I read that comment wrong. My my apologies, Venom. Right, Davy. Abdallah Seema sent home from the African Cup of Nations with a, a thigh injury. No idea how bad it is yet. Um, but the curse continues. Well, there we go. And Sima, who was being a, a bit part squad player, uh, you know, in there, probably on merit for his performances, but there is a squad filler uh, for Senegal. You know, no played a minute. Probably wouldn't he have played a minute. And, and there he is. You know, we, we're out one of your most important players. Um And we don't know how, we're gonna, how long we're going to miss him for. I mean, Sima... Above his goal contributions is a workhorse. He'll give you 110% every game, you know, going forward and tracking back. Um, you know, I actually think he's helped Barisic when Barisic has played this season because he, he's covered for his, you know, his shortcomings. But it's a massive miss for us, you know. He, He's industrious, yes, and, and sometimes things don't always work out for him, but he seems to have a knack of being in the right place at the right time. And that is something that you can teach. And when he scores a goal nine times out of ten, it's a it's an absolute belter of a goal as well. So massive loss for us and, and a massive loss for the balance and the shape of the team under Clement, the way that he wants to play football. I see Sima as a massive part of that. I, uh, 100% agree, Craig. And it's not... The problem isn't always if somebody gets an injury. Now, I don't mean that in a Rangers context because it's not just one or two people for us that get injuries. It seems to be, you know, enough the full squad, right? But who replaces Seema? You know, who who takes up that berth, uh, the industrialness, the, the non-stop? Because look, there is games where Seema technically is honking, right? None of us are going to sit here and say that he's... He's a phenomenal football player every single game. He's not, but he, he, he always puts in a shift. And then when he's on for him, when he's on for him, he's really, really good. So so who replaces him? Uh for that for that side, there's nobody that can replace him because what he gives to the what he gives to the team is is uh, um is irreplaceable. You'd say you maybe put Matondo in, but Matondo doesn't do half the work that Seema does. Um Ryan Kent didn't do half the work that Seema does. And when he was here, so I don't think you can you can you can replace him. And I'm just hoping, praying that the that when he comes back, the uh, the outlook isn't as bad as everyone seems to be saying. Um, it might just be that he's out for the remainder of the tournament, and and hopefully back in a few weeks. Yeah, and hopefully we hear about that, and we'll probably discuss more of that on Monday night's um, 
phone in. Right, okay, Davey, in terms of the game, um, it took us a wee while to, to get the goal. Um, but I, I, I don't want to sit here and go and, and you know, have that looking out over Ivory Tower at the, as, we're, as we're the biggest team in Scotland and stuff like that and complain about lower league grounds and, and that and try and use that as an excuse for us maybe not scoring goals because we had the chances to score goals regardless of how poor the pitch was. But, Davey, that was one horrendous football pitch. Absolutely, Martin. I mean, you were literally seconds into the game and and, and this kickoff was taken and, and both sort of players were moving about the pitch. You could see it cutting up in front of you. Well, for what you could see for the camera lens, it was just <laughs> bit of the grass flying up in the air. And uh, honestly, um, the old expression quagmire comes into, you know, because that's exactly what it was. It, it was just horrendous to watch pathetic viewing and obviously they are a league two side so you know it fit into the team but I mean it, it didn't make for any exciting football at all the first goal I, I kind of think is, is sort of symptomatic of that it, it's a hopeful corner in for Cantwell and it's a looped header for John Suter just hoping you know that it goes into the right area of the pitch and credit to John Lundstrom for being on the end of it I mean it, you know he follows it in uh, I don't know if it's the left back for them, but he's he, he sort of sleeping at the back post and Lundstrom goes in and he must have been a hefty price for first goal scorer because I don't think too many people were expecting John Lundstrom to be on the back of the net today. No, they, they most certainly wouldn't have. But just quickly on the pitch then, Craig, I don't actually think, bar finishing, of course, that we played that bad. I thought... That, our ability to get the ball down, pass it, you know, create triangles, movement, setting up chances on that pitch. I actually thought we looked okay, or, or am I just seeing things? No, I mean, when we started, I I thought we'd we'd quickly revert to long balls and 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 trying to overcome the pitch, but we didn't. We did try and play, um, and I think it was just a case of some of the things that the players were trying was then hindered by the pitch. So Matondo goes on a couple of runs. And the ball just doesn't follow him, so it's not like he's he's waiting for the balls over the top and 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 just hit and hope. Um, although obviously the goal, I, I don't think it was a hit and hope corner. I think it was it was played into an area that that weirdly we don't send we don't tend to do a lot of in swinging corners. Um, and look what happens when we do an in swinging corner and uh, we get a goal from it. And I actually thought at first that on the first viewing, I thought Lundstrom had just pressured the defender and it, and it was an own goal. But looking back, it it does actually go over the defender's head and. And Lundstrom's there to nod it in. After that in-swinging corner that led to a goal. See, after that, what did what did we do then, Craig? Did we continue with the in-swinging corner because it worked, or did we go back to the out-swinger? It was a bit of bit of both because there were occasions in the second half where we did put the odd in-swinger in, but it was generally out-swingers, which yeah, yeah, smart. That's we're not actually taking advantage of it. No, for a, it's quite clever. Just just confuse them. Oh, right, okay. Outswingers don't work, so they won't do that. No, no, we will. We will. Um, quick question from RFC 56, Davey. Um, if we could only sign two players, what position do you want? I probably have to say at the moment, a striker and a, 
I was going to opt for a creative midfielder before the window started, but see now, has to be a winger, Martin, because see the ones that we've got at the moment aren't they good enough. They're no good enough. Uh, we see my missing with injury. You can't rely on Scott Wright and Rabi Matondo as your fillers to try and take you towards a treble, a championship, and further in Europe. We, we need... A, a bit more quality in the final third uh, because it's sadly lacking. Although we scored four goals today, you know, with the chances we created, we could have scored upwards of, you know, seven, eight, nine, uh, and we just have poor, poor quality in key positions at the moment. Would you go along with that, with that Craig? Is for me, uh, uh, the question was asked about positions. Um, striker and a striker. <laughs> exactly what I was going to say. I was sat there thinking striker and striker. Yes, we do need players in other positions, but after today, um, I think it's very much apparent that we do need two two strikers that are going to come in and score goals. Because I think putting the pressure on one striker, yes, probably could do it, but you want to vary it or you want to mix it up a little bit. And I think we definitely need two. Ah, yeah. Listen, I would, uh, I would 100% agree with that. We say that. We say that, Craig, right? Dessers. Let's discuss serial Dessers quickly. Um I hate being negative. I think I say this every time I'm about to criticise somebody. Because who am I? I'm a fat guy that lives in Hamilton sitting on a computer. So who am I to criticise anybody who plays professional football? Really, right? Um, he missed some horrendous chances, Craig, in that first half. And all I seen in social media was people slating him. I was slating him myself. And then he scores. Now, tell me if I'm just being overcritical here. right? But it's a fantastic ball in for the captain as nine times out of ten you get in situations like that. And it's almost as if he mishits it to score. <laughs> now, it might just be being overcritical, and it might actually have been a fantastic finish. But, serial Dessers, Craig, um, you know how, you know in school, when you used to get exams, and if it was English or whatever, and it would see a question, and then it would just say underneath it, discuss. Um, Craig, serial Dessers, discuss. Yeah, um, not good enough to play for Rangers, in my opinion. Um, misses way too many chances. That yes, Ali McCoy missed chances, but he didn't miss. He didn't miss the types that 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 Dessers does. I mean, there was one first early on where he he puts it almost into the <laughs> outside the stadium. Um, even the one where he's offside, he puts that over the bar, and and you're just thinking, is it going to be one of those days? The one thing I will give him. And this is one positive, and this is compared to Sam Lammers, is I don't think he hides. I think he's still he's still in the game. He's still trying. It's just not good enough. And that's why we do desperately need at least one, if not two, strikers. He he should be the he should be the striker that is coming on with ten minutes left to sort of see out the game or or coming on um to sort of change formation, not not the person that's starting the games. I mean, yeah, Davy. I'm, I'm trying to think back while I'm doing this, right? And it's quite difficult for me to think on what I'm doing. Never mind trying to think two things at one time, right? And I, 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 before we started, I was going to come on. I was going to go just, just both barrels, serial dessers, just horrendous. Not good enough for Rangers. He's a, he's a, he's a terrible striker at this level. I'm always of the opinion that if you play professional football, then you're not a terrible player because you're playing professional football. But then I'm thinking, David, how many goals is that he's scored now? And how many assists does he have? So 
help me out. No, again, it's a fair point, Martin. He, he does, as Craig says, he keeps putting himself back in the mix. He doesn't hide or shy away from, you know, chances. But we are creating so many chances that he's afforded the luxury and missing them. And there's games at Rangers where you cannot afford to miss that chance because it could be a tight game away mm-hmm. at Pataudry or at Easter Road, or you might only get that one chance at Parkhead. You have got to be clinical and take it. And Serial Deathers is not a clinical striker by any stretch of the imagination. You know, a lot of the Michael Beale summer purchases need to be investigated by trading standards because we did not get what we were promised. <laughs> and and Dessers is prime example with that. Now, do you know, sorry, this has just come into my head, Davey, right? And I need to ask, uh, do we have that reaction? And, and I, look, I get the point that, you know, in some games you'll have loads of chances, so if it takes you four or five to score, that's fine, right? Other games, i.e. against Celtic, he's through on goal, he's got to score or he's got to do better. Do we have this reaction to Dessers simply because of the way he looks when he misses those chances and how sometimes, and I'm contradicting my own statement from before, but when sometimes when he's on the ball or he's going to take a shot through and go, he looks as if he's never played football before. Do you think that's why we kind of have this reaction? Because there's been plenty of strikers throughout the years who have played in big games. And just take a Rangers Celtic game, for example, and the strikers had one chance and he's not scored. And there's never been this kind of vitriolic reaction. If you can, if you, if you consider how many goals and assists that Dessers actually has, for the reaction that we have as a support towards him, is it some? Do you think it's just purely because of the way that he's he's looked awful? Well, price tags don't help players, as as we know. When it comes to Tor Andre Flo being the prime example, his goals to game ratio for Rangers is excellent. It's up there with one of the best if you sit and analyse it. But did Rangers get twelve million pounds worth of value to Tor Andre Flo? No, would be the answer to that I question. Believe it. Well, you know, how many championships did Rangers win when Tor Andre Flo was signed for that money? I don't think Rangers won a championship until Tor Andre Flo left. So you look at the goals to games ratio, but it was worth the money. Well, I'm only joking, by the way. I'm just trying to right, uh, that, that's fine. <laughs> no, but when it comes to Dessers, when it's for lesser money, and you've seen his track record in terms of you're looking at 10 goals in you know the, the Europa Conference League inaugural season of it, you're kind of thinking he's got to have some pedigree, but your eyes don't lie, you're watching what you see in front of you. And he's no contributing in the manner that you expect a Rangers striker to. Now, Alfredo Morelos was much maligned towards the end of his career, but Morelos bullied centre-halves. He was hungry in games. He, he took how, a- far, how far away, Davey, is Cyril Dessers this season from Alfredo Morelos' best scoring season? He's probably maybe only, what, um, now I would imagine, eight goals behind it. And by the way, I'm not sitting here saying that Dessers is um, the, is good enough for Rangers. I don't think he is, right? I'm just saying, I'm just trying to make the point of our reaction as supporters, and I'm guilty of it myself, but our reaction of supporters towards him, surely there's got to be more than just, he's not. we don't think he's good enough to play for Rangers. No, but but then you need to look at the opposition tonight. He was playing against Dumbarton, which is, mm-hmm. you know, part-time players. He scored. And, he did score, he, but he, as you said, he scored with a sort of miss hit strike that went ball past. Went in the back, ball went and, in the back and, of the net. 
and it's a fair point, but for what we need going forward in terms of winning as a championship, can Cyril Dessers be that striker that takes us to the title? No, because he doesn't do it in the games that matter, and he doesn't do it regularly enough. He doesn't look hungry enough. He's so cumbersome. He, you know, he's so slow. He, he doesn't give us what we need. He, he's not going to be somebody that you can rely on. He's going to be somebody that... It might work out for him now and again. This is the game it's going to work out for him. But then the next game, he's going to have an absolute nightmare. And at Rangers, you know, we can't rely on that type of striker. We need somebody that you can guarantee is going to do it for you. And he is not that guy. Oh, hey, wait a minute. Wait a oh, Hold on. Hold on. Ian, I don't know if you've watched the rabble before, right? And I apologise if you have, and I've just not seen your name in the comments. Nobody. Nobody in our comment section slags Sibo, right? Just you leave Philip alone, right? Sibo was a fantastic striker, and it wasn't his fault it didn't work. That's all I'm saying. On Davies' point, Martin, I think if if Dessers was our third striker and getting eight to ten goals, I think we'd probably accept it. I don't think we accept it when he's meant to be when he was he was touted as the main striker we were going for. Again, 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 no, I'll come straight back to you with he never touted himself as that. That was I think that's that's unfortunately put him on and it's the manager's it's the old manager's fault. That's put him on a pedestal that when he immediately doesn't hit that hit the ground running, the fans turn straight away. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's wrong, but that's what happens. He he for the games he's played, yes, he scored ten goals or whatever, he should really be on sixteen, seventeen, eighteen goals. He should be putting the numbers in that that other strikers are putting in, and he's not, and that's not his fault. But when he's the chances he should hit, chances he's getting, he should be getting. Like today, he should have had two or three, not just one. And by the way, I'm not I'm not comparing Dessers to Morelos. So a few people picked up on that know, in the yeah. comments. I'm not. I'm just comparing the reaction of supporters towards him. If you, if you, I know that the last maybe year or two, opinions changed, and I know that. Morelos is now our top ever European goal scorer. I'm not comparing the two. I'm just comparing the reaction um, to the two. And that was it. Davey, Todd Cantwell. There seems to be a lot of, and I don't know if I've already used this word, right? Because I only know so many um, thesaurus-like words, right? Bit of vitriol towards him in the old comment section. Um, A few people not too enamoured with him. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. No, and was it yourself that said in the group chat, Martin, that you felt there was a bit of a death stare for him towards the manager? But it's coming off, I thought I clocked that as well, to be fair. Now, the the issue with Todd Cantwell is, you know, he he, kind of makes a rod for his own back in the terms of, you know, he's one of these sort of new generation players that like to be heavy on the old social media. But you've got to back that up on the park. And again, today, 
don't get me wrong, the quality of the pitch wouldn't have helped him, but I'm expecting more from him in a Rangers jersey. He's playing against nobody today, and he had the freedom of pitch at times. He has to do better with the ball. He has to do better at bringing people into play, making himself stand out better. He is the one that, you know, has been loud enough to make him sound like he is or believes that he is our best player. He hasn't showed that, and, and, and stats certainly don't back that up for this season. So I think Clement, to me, seems on the fence with him because he's, he's one of the first guys that's regularly substituted now in about seven or eight games. Clement takes him off as one of the first two players off the park. So, I, you know, is he an asset? He's still an asset, yes, but we, we need and we do expect more from him. Well... Mark Doyle's point and <clears throat> Craig CGM. Come up with punt Campbell first chance he get he got. It's obvious. Is it obvious? Um, or am I just maybe is that just Campbell's face when he comes off the park? I don't know. I think it's Campbell's face. I I don't think if the for me if the manager had an issue with Cantwell, he wouldn't be playing. He wouldn't be on the bet. He wouldn't be. He wouldn't be getting time on the on the pitch. The fact that he is playing and now. He's playing in his natural position as a number ten. Tells me that the manager does does rate him. I'm going to be honest. I don't want Todd Cantwell coming off the pitch laughing and joking. I want him to be pissed off with coming off the pitch. You want a player to be coming off not happy that he's been substituted. Um, yes, he hasn't hit the heights this season, but and there might be might be a number of reasons for that. We don't know what goes on behind the scenes, um, but I don't want him coming off. I want him coming off pissed off. I mean, that's a, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. What do we think of asking the night, Craig? Uh, okay. Wasn't massively involved in the game. Whether the, at times the game was probably passing him by, and that might be to do with the pitch and the conditions. Um, but what he did do, he he did with 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 ease, and it's, it it seemed to me the sort of game where you can tell he's he's coming back from an injury and he's not really up to speed yet. Do you go along with that, Davey? Um, I always thought it was going to be a tough game um, for Raskin on that pitch um, before I realised just how poor the pitch was because of the way that, that, that Raskin likes to play. He likes to get a bit of park quickly and, and play nice short passes and, and stuff like that. I thought, it, I thought it, considering he's just coming back from injury, I thought he looked okay. In the first half, what I noticed as well, his work off the ball was pretty good at retrieving the ball back quick. You know, it was backtracking. And that's something that, you know, last season was certainly, you know, asked questions. But, I mean, it's all right to say he was playing against Dumbarton the night. So it's easy to say that. But for me, that was an encouraging sign. He had some, you know good sort of moments in and around the final third of the pitch without really creating that, you know, one, you know, key moment. But uh, he, he was neat and tidy in possession. Uh, a good cameo performance coming back. And I think it was sensible game management for Clement taking him off and, and, and sort of preparing him for, for Wednesday. I know, and Ange, in the comments, you're very welcome. Um, Reacher is really good. Um, I'm not going to put your comment up about what you said, but um, no, Reacher, Reacher was very, very, very good. Um, <clears throat> again, young players. Um, Davey, Ross McCausland for you. Um, I thought, again, he was busy. I think that's probably one of the hardest games he'll have. And again, I keep coming back to it, and I sound like a broken record. Um, it's one of the hardest games he'll have simply because of that pitch um, for me. Um, it's, 
unless you're Matondo, it seems it's really difficult to knock a ball past somebody and run, or and he's very quick with his feet, Ross, uh, to skin players. It was always going to be a tricky night for him. Absolutely, but the chance he created in the first half for Matondo was everything I was wanting for him. I criticised him uh, pre-match because he, he hasn't been, you know, lifting his head to pick out the cutback, and then right away he must have been listening to me <laughs> because it's the first thing he done in the match, and it was a great pick out and obviously a shocking finish for Matondo. That's what I like to see. He was industrious, uh, you know, to to use that word again. He, he certainly was, you know, tracking by, you know, I guess the physicality. He, he was up against in the conditions tonight certainly showed it. He looked that he tired maybe when it got to you know the first 10 minutes of the second half you can think oh he's put a shift in here you can see he's sort of tiring he didn't probably get on the ball as much as he would have wanted inside the pitch there wasn't really space there for him and that's where he tends to be most dangerous because he's good on either foot and, and, and I think that's where you sort of get the best out of him but again a six or seven out of ten for me tonight. I, I don't think he'd done too much wrong. Oh, I listen, hundred percent agree. Um, Craig, was that a penalty? I mean, I, I know that I'm just asking two word questions, three word, four word questions, and then moving on. Um, but it's the same question every time when it comes to us getting a penalty. I mean, it's not a penalty just because we got it. If Rangers get a penalty, it's not a penalty. So I suppose that's your answer. Um, at first glance, I thought no. Um, but watching it back, Matondo does get a a, a knee in the back of his knee in the back of his leg, um, which sort of knocks him off balance and takes him down. So yes, by the letter of the law, it's a penalty. Yeah, Davey, any argument? Um... No, really, I was just surprised that Alan Muir gave it. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. And um, well, Amac saying I look bored. I'm not bored, Amac at all. I'm just extremely tired. I'm not sleeping very. I, I shouldn't be. Putting us over the, the airwaves, but I'm not sleeping very well. Um, and I'm I'm just I'm really, really tired. Um, I don't know how much you can actually comment, Davy, on how good a penalty is, right? But I was a cracking penalty. Uh his last few have been really good. He had that sort of spell, sort of early November, towards the end of November, where he sort of missed two or three in the trot, but um, right in the corner, it's a, it's a fantastic penalty kicking. And he's, he's, he's a confidence player, Tav, for me, he always has been. Um, and when his confidence is high, you tend to see the best of him. He's had a slow start to the season, but for me, certainly in an attacking sense, um, you know, in the last month or so, his numbers have doubled from where they were maybe two months ago. And he's, he's contributing. He scored a winning goal in a cup final and captained us to the first trophy of the season. So I think it's been a good vein of form for Tav at the moment and long may it continue. I know. And then we make subs, right? Um, Silva comes on. Scott Wright comes on. Um, Craig, it's low league opposition, right? And that's why I'm I'm not a massive fan of these type of reactions when you play low league opposition because if you're too critical, then you get moaned at, and if you're too positive, then you get told, "Come on, it's low league opposition, Martin. What are you talking about? Shut up, move on." Fair enough. Um, but we got we 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 seem to get the as it's been said all over social media and the. Scottish Cup final, Scott Wright, when he came on. Um, serious question, Craig. 
right? Um, it's going to be extremely difficult to shift Scott Wright in January, right? I, I, I think this almost verges on impossible just simply because of the wages that the guy's on. Um, can Scott Wright do a job in three, four, five, six games at the back end of the season to help us? Um, or is it a case of, no, he's just really not good enough? Because that was his 100th game today, by the way. Um, I, I'm kind of on the fence because I generally don't think he's good enough. But at the same time, there are certain games where he probably can do a job. So he probably can come in and do um, a job in games like today, games at home against teams near the bottom of the league, or come on towards the end and, and replace McCosland or Matondo. Um, yes, he come on today. I mean, I... The only way I can see him going maybe in January or, or in the summer would be um, as part of bringing somebody in. So he goes out as long as someone coming in, um, to be honest. Yes, I think he probably can do a job, but that's only because he kind of has to do a job. <laughs> we haven't really got any other options. I mean, I I don't know, David, right? Um, there's just there's something nipping in the back of my head that's going, Scott Ray could do something for us. And I don't know why, right? Because there's, I mean, I say there's no evidence. There's a Scottish Cup final, right? Um, but there's just something in the back of my head that goes, he's just got a wee something that we can use. And I, I, I realise how bad that sounds, David, right? But go with me. Well, the thing with Scott, right, is if it was going to come, Martin, on a consistent basis, it would have came by but now. I'm not talking about being consistent. I'm talking about in the odd game towards the end of the season. Is he a squad player that we can use? Not not somebody who can have a, a long run in the team? I, 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 I subscribe to the fact that I think he's an impact player. That's, for me, what Scott Wright is. When there's 20 minutes to go in a game and you're looking for somebody to be busy, to introduce a bit of pace and, and be direct. I don't think everything always comes off for him, but he, he can make that. But I also think that depends on the, the quality and the level of the opposition. Does Scott Wright make any impact in old firm games? Does he make much impact in European games? Granted, he has got an assist in a European semi-final, but that's a you know a one-off. Uh, Scott Wright doesn't do enough for me, and I, I kind of think that's he, my he, point, he, though, David. That's my point. I'm not talking about Scott Wright playing against Celtic or playing in Europe. I'm talking about can we use a Scott Wright with seven or eight games to go against Ross County at home, against Livingston at home? You know, I'm talking about these games where. When but if, you're, but if you're looking at players being injured, right? If you're looking at Sima, right? So Sima's out. So we've got Matondo, we've got McCausland, right? We are playing Hibs on Wednesday. See if we were playing Motherwell at home on Wednesday, right? Would, do you not think that Scott Wright could do a job for 30, 35 minutes in that game? And the only reason I'm asking this is because we can get rid of him and I very much doubt we'll bring in somebody into that position because we simply can't afford to. That's what I think, man. I think we're only going to be relying on him because nobody else wants to take him and he'll be there and he'll be used and he's in the European squad because of the, the Scottish quota. I, I, you know, if I was the Rangers manager and I had a list of substitutions, I would be looking at two or three names first before I look to turn around Scott Wright and bring him on. For me, it's just... No, and I'll take and I'll counter your argument. You're saying, can you bring him on to impact in games? Well, he was brought on against Aberdeen at home this season, and he gets sent off with two yellow cards. So you know, he, he doesn't make an impact often enough for me. He's no good enough to be a Rangers player. He's actually stole a career being here, as far as I'm concerned, because whilst they might have the odd goal in a a, a big game, he, he just doesn't do it. 
you know, for me mm-hmm. at all as a Rangers player. He doesn't turn me on as a fan wanting to watch him. And I, I would, I would, I'd be a bit. I'm, I don't want to sound a bit vitriolic towards Scott Wright, but just don't use me, my words. Don't use my words. <laughs> But it, it, it's just, it's a, it's a no from me. I, I couldn't get him out the, the club quick enough. Well, I mean, Mark Doyle was making the point. David, beggars can't be choosers. And that's that's what I'm saying. We have got him. We are stuck with him. There is nothing that we can do. So, you know, is there, is there at any point in this season, can he be relied on? Um, well, obviously. We'll obviously have to wait and see. Um, I was a wee bit, I was a wee bit surprised, Craig, that um, Bailey Rice never get any minutes tonight. Um, I don't know if that's just the, the fan in me that wants to see a youngster come through, I say youngster come through, we got him from Motherwell at like 15, right? But um, that wants to see a youngster break into the first team and, and get some minutes. But maybe I suppose the manager might be looking at it and going, um, I don't want him on that pitch. And yes, I'm going to bring up the pitch again. Yeah, possibly. Um, we spoke before the game and, and we sort of looked at the subs and, and I got three out of the five subs right. Um I just generally didn't see... You don't get any prizes for that, by the way. I don't know why you bring that up. The two that came on that I didn't get right, I didn't see the reason why they should play. So Scott Wright was one and, and Barisic. Um, I think that says a lot about who's going to possibly start on Wednesday, the fact that Barisic came on. Um, for me, I would have bought Divine because, I mean, Divine could have... If you're taking Ridvan off, Divine could have gone, could have come on at left-back if need be. You could, um, have, gave, you could yeah. have gave the captain a rest and brought Divine on. Yeah. Bailey Rice should have come on. I don't subscribe to the fact that the manager doesn't want them to play because when Ross McCosden was speaking before, these these are the sort of pitches that these players have probably played on the last few years. So that would have been for me if they if they can't if you can't trust Devine and Royce to come on with twenty minutes to go against Dumbarton, then they're never going to play again this season. Well, see, I, I, I'm not sure I agree with it. I I just think you need to take the conditions into account for why maybe. Maybe Bailey Rice didn't come on. We'll, we'll wait and see. Maybe he's just not ready. Maybe we're just too impatient as supporters. And we've seen him. I mean, Billy Gilmore. Remember, Billy Gilmore went to went to Chelsea and bossed the game against Liverpool, and everybody thought, "Yeah, hey, it's Billy Gilmore. That's him in the team now." That's and he never got back in it. So we maybe just need to wait and see on that. David, hard to judge Silver for the amount of time he got on the park, um, but judge away. Well, the one run that he had, it was very unlucky. Uh, again, the, the one run that he had, <laughs> you know, no, but what, what, what I mean by that is that you know, the one sort of chance that he had at the end of it, he created it all for himself. Uh, I thought he's running off the ball was clever, he was getting into key positions. No, everybody was, was, was able to find him. I think that the pitch obviously is not going to suit his type of game. I think you know, when you see a game stretch, for example, and you've got space. Like if it's a game where you manage to get an early goal or it's the last half hour of a game that's tight and it opens up, that's when you're going to see the best of him because I think he looks at like somebody that's hungry, that wants to run at players, isn't he scared to commit players, isn't he scared to hide for the ball, he's looking to go on it, he's looking to link the play. I, I think he's going to be positive. He will need his, his time to bed in and, and work out the opposition and... and, and Hopefully, you know, he's a quick learner, but certainly there was aspects of his game today that I think is positive going forward. And certainly we can't be beggars for choosers at the moment when it comes to attacking players. So so hopefully it will be a benefit to us going forward. But uh, early signs are promising. I mean, I'll bring this point up. Billy Gilmore has been outstanding this season for a very good Brighton team. 
and then he's added on in Lowry and shit. I don't agree with that, right? But I, I'm not. I was, that was not a goal by Gilmore. He was at Chelsea, um, and he didn't make it at Chelsea. That's all I was saying. And he, and, he, and he came on and he looked really good. So maybe Clement's just thinking there's a few things I want to change in his game before he gets more game time. That was the only point I was making, folks. Please do not jump down my throat. Um, not much to test him tonight, Craig. But your thoughts on Robbie McCrory? Fantastic save with his face. Yes, he, it was a very good save. Um... And it was a key time because I think, if I remember rightly, it was nil-nil. Um, and I saw a few comments online that that it was a sort of save where, because we hadn't put chances away, it's a key save at a key time because um, mm-hmm. that goes in and suddenly nerves start jangling at, at being 1-0 down to Dumbarton. Um, all in all, he didn't have a lot to do. There was a couple of times where, sort of heart in the mouth, where the, where the ball comes into the box. Um, I think there was one towards the end of the first half where, he sort of comes out and there's a bit of a, a bit of a, a skirmish in the box um, and he sort of jumps on it. But all in all, he did what he had to do. He did, didn't he? I don't suppose really he done his sell much harm, David, did he? And again, I have to, I have to say it's against Dumbarton, um, which I hate having to repeat constantly because people just jump down your throat. But he done his sell near harm, didn't he? No, but at the same time, I think he'll be disappointed with the level of goal that we did lose because surely that's something that we're going to be working on in terms of team shape defensively. And nine times out of ten, your goalkeeper is your organiser for set plays. And I think we all just fell asleep there uh, for their goal, thinking that the clock was winding down and the end of the game was coming. And all too often, that is the type of goal that we have been losing and we see, we need to take accountability for this because, you know, better teams will punish you the more chances you give them. And it is a weakness in our side um, in terms of a regular occurrence. So it's something that I want to see addressed. Maybe the manager at the moment feels that he doesn't have the type of players to address it. But I will counter that by saying I don't think with Jack Butlin in goals, you know, you, you will see, you know, that happening. I think he is much more commanding and nine times out of ten he'll come to meet the ball if it's within his range, which I think McCrory's more the type of McGregor Kloss type goalkeeper that you'll see him stuck to his line more often than not. Right. Um so going forward on this podcast, right, if we're, if we're, just so that people know, if we're ever going to be talking about somebody out with obviously Rangers Football Club, who we maybe dislike or we maybe think is a bit of an idiot. Craig, what are we going to call them? Dundee. Dundee. And David, if there's a group of people who would who we dislike or we're talking about more than one person and we think they're a bit of an idiot, what are we going to call them? <laughs> It'll be Dundee United then. Man. Dundee United, there you go. See, JD was in right before you. Right before you, he was in before. Now, for those of you watching, going, what are you talking about? Um, Something came up on my phone today, and it was a QI, the program QI, the one that Stephen Fry used to do. And there was a Nigerian uh, guy on it, and apparently in Nigeria, the word Dundee means idiot, and a group of idiots is called Dundee United. So, of course, the first thing I done was message my brother and call him a Dundee, um, to which he replied, Dundee United. <laughs> so, so there we go. Um, apparently, Joe Aribo is Nigerian for pool cue. <laughs> no comment. Absolutely zero comment on that, by the way. Absolutely zero comment. Right, look, we'll finish up a wee tiny bit of transfer chat, right, before we go. Um, Craig, how are you feeling about the, you know, what was that, 10, 11 days left of the window? Um, where we sit right now, how, how are you feeling about transfers? 
Uh, I'll be honest, worried um, just because we do tend to leave our business right to the very end. Um, you would hope that that the people behind the scenes in the club have been working hard and maybe they have been um, to sort of try and get stuff over the line. With that said, though, if we sign a certain striker from Hearts in the next few days, then I'll I'll be over the moon and, and all will be forgiven. David? I'm just, I'm just reading somebody's comments. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say, I have to echo the sentiment for Craig there. I, I'm, I'm worried, you know, and, and Rangers naturally are are very, you know, slow in January at doing business, if any. And, you know, th- there was one window a couple of years ago where we did zero business. So I don't think it's a want for trying. Uh, you're going to hope that uh, Coppin, who is the sort of new director of football transfer business or whatever his title is, um, you know, is going to pull a, a rabbit out of the hat somehow. But, you know, whether it's Shanklin, whether it's something... Absolutely, for left field, I'll always remain hopeful. But until they're sitting there with a standard picture at Ibrox or um, the training centre with their jersey, I'll remain cautious. By the way, I'll just, I, I will just say, David, you mentioned that Jory was nickname was Pilkew. That was also my nickname growing up. Um, <laughs> I don't know why, but that was my nickname at all. Um, right, folks, that will do us um, for the night. We're back on Monday um, with. The phone-in. The phone-in's back on Monday night at half past seven. Before we go, though, um, we're sailing towards 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. So if you're watching on there and you haven't already, then please do subscribe. But, of course, if you haven't already as well, give it a wee like as well over on the old YouTube. If you're watching on Twitter, give us a follow. Give this a wee retweet. Get your comments in on on Facebook as well. Give us a follow. Um, a, a what do, you, what do you call it on Facebook? A share. I probably should be better with my social media terminology by now. Um, so I should. And of course, you can always, if you miss the live show, the next one, because obviously you're watching, then you can download all our stuff um, on Acast, iTunes, Spotify, whatever else is, is out there. And I'm, I'm just an old man. Whatever else is out there in the ether, you can, you can download it um, on there as well. Um, so thank you very, very much for all your support. You can join as a member if you want as well. The rejoin button below the window. And if you're watching on a phone, it's in the description. And check out our sponsors, NordVPN and Football Prizes. If you use the links in the description, then you are helping to support the podcast. So Craig, thank you very much. Davey, thank you very much. Um, I got a message off of Scott Kerr about 30 minutes ago saying his computer was rebooting. And clearly he's got a... a and what is it? What was the old one? Was it an Amstrad? Atari. An Atari. That's it. An Atari. Maybe he's got one of them. Um, so listen, folks, thank you so, so much for tuning in. Um, if it wasn't for all you, we wouldn't be here. So thank you very much. And we'll see you again Monday night, half past seven. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.